Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All By The Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we have a bunch of Wes Anderson um, short, short, uh, short films. Emily. Shorts. Those are short the... films. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying my best today. Um, what did I call them? Also, I called them. I called them Wes Anderson hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> that's right. Which truly is the cutest thing I've ever heard because it it's so like a little hors d'oeuvre. They're little hors d'oeuvres. Um, yes, they are all. Short stories written by Roald Dahl um, mm-hmm. at various points of his life, and um, and they're all Netflix originals, and they just got added to Netflix like friggin' yesterday. We saw the trailers for these like I don't know last week or something, and then or like one of them. I just saw the trailer of one, which I think was the Henry Sugar one, and I was yeah, like, was, Emily, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we got to watch this. It's got Benedict Cumberbatch. In a Wes Anderson movie, and then it turns out it's just a short film, and then there's three other short films, so that's amazing. Know, ba- baby's first Wes Anderson film, right? <laughs> yes, like, I don't think that he's been in, like, Benedict Cumberbatch has been in another one. I I feel like I would remember I that. So. I'm, I'm gonna look, but I do keenly... And, and we would have definitely watched it. <laughs> he was in a movie that um, was very... Very Wes Anderson coded, which was the electrical life of Lewis Wayne, um, which was kind oh, of about like that cat that painter dude who was kind of going yeah. nuts. Um, yeah. But that wasn't a Wes Anderson movie. And like, honestly, I I feel like we would know because <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things where, again, I'm keenly aware of everything that Benedict Cumberbatch is doing because um, he's my favorite. So, completely. Completely. you know, not that I've seen all of we his are, movies. We but... are Benedict Cumberbitches in this household. <laughs> oh, 100%, man. So, um, anyway, he is in this, but so is, uh, this is the full cast of, uh, for the four shorts that are written by Roald Dahl. Um, it's got Ray Fiennes, Benedict Cumberbatch, Dev Patel, Ben Kingsley, and Richard Ayoade. Um, and the five of them are in... It, they overlap some of like you know some of them are in a couple of them some of them in all of them um so i guess we'll talk about that and 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 uh and rupert friend yes rupert friend why, is in this so the six why was yeah i don't know why rupert I, friend listed i'm sorry i'm only reading the wonderful story of henry sugar yeah. poster which doesn't that's have true rupert he friend wasn't in that one yeah he, he was in the rat catcher and the swan um yes he was only in two of them i, I watched I the swan first and then i watched so the rat I. catcher <laughs> oh really so did I. what <laughs> okay and then no, i watched okay. the, the wonderful story of henry sugar what and then you watched poison yes that's how it went i didn't know oh, what we the were, order so was. <laughs> were so close so so i did the swan 
then I did the rat catcher, then I did poison, and then uh-huh. I watched wonderful story of of Henry Sugar today. That's so I, a good I watched, one. I watched the three seventeen minute ones yesterday, and then I watched yeah. the Henry Sugar one today while I was walking on the treadmill. Um, but um, but yeah, so close. We almost watched them in order. <laughs> you know, just or like just in, in the same order. <laughs> I don't think there's a specific order you need to watch these. Things. No, I don't think so either. I uh, no. it did not Rock become clear to me that the guy sitting in the chair was Roald Dahl until I watched the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, though. I think I, I watch him with the with the subtitles on, and I think at one point the subtitle did sit... The subtitles were acting kind of weird for these. I don't know mm-hmm. if, if they you noticed quite, that. Yeah. Like, they weren't quite exactly what the, what the actor was saying, and one of them was, like, moving too quickly. Like, I mean, some of them did speak really fast, so I think the subtitles were trying to keep up with how quick someone was speaking i think it was in the rat the rat catcher someone was speaking really quickly in that one or something um yeah. and it just couldn't keep up with with what they were saying um or no i think it was dev patel i think dev patel was speaking really fast at one point and, it, and the subtitles couldn't keep up but anyway um where was i going with this i don't know where you were going with this <laughs> i don't know where i was going with this either um the subtitles were acting weird Sure. Let's okay. Let's just continue. Um. So, which one would you like to start with then to talk about? Um. Well, since we both watched the Swan first, let's, let's talk about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I doubt that you've probably read this short story, like, or any of these from Roald Dahl. You know, I'm interested in reading some Roald Dahl books now that I have, you know, a, a niece. That is going to be growing up and, you know, would probably want some some stories to read at some point in her life. Um, because I don't think I've read any Roald Dahl book. I'm, I'm not sure. I've, I've, I've seen various the various movies. I've seen Matilda. I've seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, obviously. I've seen Witches. Mm-hmm. Um, BFG. But, um, no, I, um, I don't know if I've actually seen the BFG movie. The one that I don't Disney think I've in. seen that movie, but I read the book, the BFG. I remember that. Okay. Okay. But no, I don't think I've seen. I've read a single Roald Dahl book. Um, I think I've read James and the Giant Peach as well. Oh, ooh, um, ooh. all of his stories are very like simple because it's like for children, so they're kind of like easily. Dis- like described scenarios but they're just kind of like little little things happening and you know they're perfect for short story form and and they're really interesting you know so it's kind of like the way that like you have to get used to the way that he formatted it and especially starting with the swan the particular like strangeness of this one <laughs> was that the set was just kind of changing as you were watching it and it was clearly a set and there was just like stage hands and some stuff would be described to you and some stuff would be shown to you um by the narrator played by Rupert Friend so it was kind of interesting to like listen like listen to a story that was semi being played out on the screen yeah, I liked I liked how this one was was being told to us. I really liked Rupert Friend and all of his voices. Like he gave every character like yeah. their own kind of I really liked him as the narrator. Um 
And, and yeah, I did kind of like seeing everything kind of being played out. Um, and then we learned that Rupert friend is, is the boy in the story. Like he's like, he's like, that's me. My name is, um, right. Didn't he say that? Yeah. Peter, Peter Watson. Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Watson. Um, and so we learned that he's, he's the boy the story is being told about, but it seems like he like dies in the end. I'm unsure of it's a little. Yeah. I think it's just a kind of parable in a way, you know, so it's clearly about a kid being bullied. And so we're just like seeing that the, the acting on Rupert friend's face about his like very traumatic experience as a child in which two kids were just being in incredibly horrible and making a young boy like lay in the middle of the tracks and get run over by a train and then like go like take the wings off of a swan and fly off of a tree um yeah kill kill a swan that they that they didn't want to kill and mm-hmm. then and then wear the bloodied remnant wings of the dead swan it's pretty crazy yeah it was yeah and and that's and that's a pretty common thing in a lot of the roll doll stories they're like yes they are they are for kids but they're they're kind of dark and a little scary Mm -hmm. um especially with like witches and um even like willy wonka it's a little it's a little creepy a lot of a lot of children going missing and yeah children dying <laughs> getting maimed in, getting maimed yeah um the, yeah also i i like this one because we didn't actually see the bullies it was just described to us and the victim of the of the crime was the one who was like that the the you know saying to us how he felt as it was happening and so it was just like really visceral and Rupert Friend is is a really good actor, so it just was like really kind of emotional in that way, even though it's it's told in that like Wes Anderson straightforward kind of way. Um, and yeah, and the and know. the more bullying parts was like played by Rupert because like we we did have this kid kind of in the background, kind of being the kid up until like the train track part, like it turns to Rupert, the one laying in between the tracks, not the not the not the actual kid actor, um, and then the part when he had to wear the wings and jump off the tree and stuff. First it was like a little claymation thing. Um, but then it was like kind of Rupert, uh, kind of taking that, that role on, but it was, it, it kind of going back to like the narration was super interesting in all of these shorts. And we'll kind of talk about it obviously, but it was so interesting just having these, these, characters in the background that were just kind of more like props because Mm -hmm. because yeah rupert was doing like all the voices he was doing all the acting he was doing everyone was just kind of standing there and being a visual aspect Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which was very interesting was very very interesting i I really did like like this first one um just yeah rupert did an amazing job he was fantastic and the message of it is so so much clearer i think it's just like people are really um, they can be really depraved and things just don't stop because of morality or anything. Like some people are just, they have no reason to stop hurting other people. 
and they just don't, you know, they get carried away with it. And so that's, that was kind of the, like the feeling. Um, and I was looking up some stuff about Roald Dahl and he was a, uh, fighter pilot in World War, uh, two. Yeah. World War two. Um, and so he, you know, witnessed a lot of horrors of war and then kind of tried to get the Americans to join the war um, in America for a little bit, which he apparently hated. Um, mm. Yeah. So okay. like you can see where he would get this kind of like twisted, uh, you know, kind of uh, all quiet on the Western Front-esque vibe about him after going through something like war, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and I think the little, every, um, short had a snippet at the end kind of saying when Roldal wrote this. Um, and I think this one was the one that was in a newspaper, like he wrote it for Mm -hmm. a print of some sort. Um, sounds pretty interesting. Kind of hearing like when in his life he, he wrote this. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um. It's a good one. Uh, this we don't have a any kind of Metacritic for this because it's it's just a short film, like it, but it's only seventeen minutes long. But we do have just an IMDb rating, which it got a six point nine out of ten. So there's that. Is there any yeah, of, plot of keywords for user this? ratings? Um, let me check. I'm gonna look and see if there's oh, there's no trivia. There's nothing. <laughs> I mean, this did just oh. come out, so. Um. No. No plot keywords. For, All right, uh, for this one, let's move it on is, to the um, rat it catcher. Is, then it is a hundred and ten on the popularity meter. It's a hundred and ten. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I oh it's, I didn't hear you oh. say a hundred. I just heard the word ten. <laughs> oh, a hundred and ten. One hundred. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not as good 10, as the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. That one is a number eight. Yeah, that's, yeah, I wonder why that is. I don't know. <laughs> um, so all right, so the rat catcher? Yeah. Um, again, going in cold on this one. Um, figured it would be something similar to the swan. This one had Richard Ayoade in it as, like, the uh, newspaper writer that was next to the shop owner, the car shop owner which was played by Rupert Friend, and they needed to hire a rat man to come and, um, you know, get rid of the rats that were in their haystack, apparently, because I guess they were ruining everything in the shop, you know, as we yeah. do. Um, yeah. And this rat man was played by Ray Fiennes, who was just, I mean, uh, well, Ray he was Fiennes a rat was himself. also playing Roald Dahl. <laughs> <laughs> he also so- was... Yeah. yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it was great, honestly. Like, he's such a weird character. Of course, he also really reminded me of um, Peter Pettigrew, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Peter Pettigrew. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, so, funny this- enough, well, as we were starting, <laughs> I was watching The Rat Catcher uh, just in my living room and. Uh, Casey was out there with me. <laughs> oh. And Casey didn't have their glasses on. So, like, and then, you know, I can't really see without their glasses. <laughs> so, 
so it comes on and Richard Iwate is 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 narrator like he hasn't started talking yet, but he was just sitting there. Yeah. And 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 I didn't know that Richard Iwate was in this movie was in the short. So when he shows up, I was like, hey, look, it's that guy. <laughs> and because we watch um I didn't I didn't know his name off the top of my head at the moment, but he, we've been watching uh we haven't watched the, the new one because I don't know if it ever released the um um the game show they do uh, with like all the comedians, the British comedians. What's it called? Oh, with there's QI uh, eight out of ten cats. No, it's the oh fuck. The, yeah, he does eight out of ten cats. Uh, he does, he does, but it's not that one. It's like the oh, um. There's also big, the big fat Master. quiz. Big fat quiz. Oh, big fat quiz. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Big fat quiz. Yeah. So that so that is where I started to get to know Richard Iowate. Um and and so Casey doesn't have their glasses on and I go, Hey look, it's that guy. Casey looks <laughs> over without their glasses on. And and he hasn't started talking yet. So it's, it's, they're just looking at a blur on the, on the screen. <laughs> and they're and they're like, Is that Ted Mosby? <laughs> <laughs> It's a good and I guess, look, though, because he kind of looked like and then, and then they immediately say, I don't have my glasses on. And I'm like, okay. And I, and then I look back at the screen. And I'm like, I understand why you said that, but I'm mad at you. <laughs> That's funny. And, uh, and then they put their glasses on. And they're like, oh, it's Richard Iowate. Um, so, yeah, so that was so that was fun. But this one was... This Disturbing. one seemed more like... <laughs> yes. More Roald Dahl-esque. Yeah, I mean the, yeah. the swan one had its it was it was sad with like the bullies and the swan dying but like this this felt more like you know a, a little bit more surreal because yeah. you know, Ray Fiennes the rat catcher seems to be part rat and I think at one point he turns into the rat. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's the claymation rat at one point. Um which is fantastic. Yeah. And it was so weird. It was so interesting when they how they chose like what to have props for and what mm-hmm. not to have props for. So like this is so this is kind of this is kind of the one one of the shorts where the narrator is like it's like Richard Iwate I- I- is the narrator, but he's also like a character. Yeah, he's also playing a character, and that kind of happens within the other ones. Like there's 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 like kind of a kind of a focal point character that is the narrator, but is also in it, not just explaining what's happening and kind of just being like a a third point of view um mhm mhm yeah there they'll be like oh i don't want to he- i don't want to see that i said yeah. trepidatiously or yeah. whatever you know like it'll like they'll explain how they're saying things as they're saying things you know sometimes yeah yeah or or with dev patel he kept saying like doctor uh doctor so and so said this and then the doctor would say it yeah. <laughs> because he was right there. <laughs> so right. it's just really interesting how they played with the narrator and then also just played with props. Because, like, again, they would kind of pantomime things mm-hmm. or they would physically have an object. Yeah, like, like the it was, poison in this one, would, like the rat yeah. poison, was it, was a, it wasn't there. There was no tin. It was just a blank thing that he was holding in his hands, right? Um, yeah. It was supposed to be a tin of poisoned oats, like oats yeah. that have been poisoned. Because he's like describing this this plan to kill the rats. He's like, first you first you gain their trust by feeding yeah. them regular oats for a couple of days, and then yeah. when they come back for more, they eat the poisoned oats and then they die. Um, <sighs> but then it kind of lost me once we got to the <laughs> Ray finds turning into the rat part, and then Rupert Friend was playing a rat. <laughs> yeah. They, 
this one kind of lost me there at the end. <laughs> so, so after Rafe finds like this, like figures out that the rats have not eaten the poison from the bale of hay, he gets kind of like yes. angry. So he's like, you want to see me kill a rat, you know? And they're like, like Richard Iowati's like, no. And then Herbert Friend's like, okay. And he takes out like a ferret without my hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, first he takes out a ferret and a rat out of his pockets. And, oh, that's right. But it's not real. <laughs> there's right. no ferret and there's no rat. He, and then he just stands there and then they're like, he's he puts it in his shirts and then the rat and the ferret chase around his shirt. But we don't see any of that. We just watch Ray Fiennes like just with his shirt open. stand there. And, and we just, it's just describing to us what is happening. And then, so it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting because like, obviously when you're reading a role dog, you're reading a book you're doing all the imagining yourself. So it felt like this was halfway between a full imagining. It was like, we're going to give you the setting. We're going to give you the characters. And then we're going to explain and describe to you some the rest of the stuff so that you can use your own imagination and see what we have described to you. You know? We're going to give you just enough. And then yeah. you're going to need to do the rest. <laughs> exactly. It's like, don't do the full thing. Like, when you're reading an actual short story. Um, it's kind of weird, but I love it. Like, it's not something that you do often. I mean, they do that on the stage a lot. Because, obviously, you can't be showing everything on the stage. So, um, that's, that's kind of true. what it reminded that's me of. That's very true. Um, but the yeah. third, so so then he puts this rat, another rat, a sewer rat, and he sticks it on top of the petrol thing, and he ties, like, a string to it, and he says, I can kill this rat without touching it. And basically, they have a stare down, the rat gets really scared, and then the rat man bites the neck of the rat or something, and, like, sucks the rat blood out, and then tells you that licorice is made of rat blood, and... Um, <laughs> that licorice and chocolate factories use rat blood. <laughs> yeah, it's so farcical. It's so funny. I mean, it's probably true in in some ways for sure, but it's just like this guy is just—he's a real character, and it was just fun to watch him, like Ray Fiennes, be this really weird, like weirdo dude who everybody needs because they need to get rid of the rats. Yeah, yeah, this. <laughs> It's a really weird, it's a really weird guy who just kind of gives me like, want to buy a sundial? Like kind of, yeah. kind of vibes, like just real sketchy. <laughs> yeah, but like, again, you need real him. Weird. So it's like, you know, because no one else knows how to think like a rat. So anyway, <laughs> that was, man. it was enjoyable, I think. It, it All, you know, with the kind of, um, disturbing nature of it and kind of the fun cinematography of the various um, shots of like the fighting of the rat and everything. Um, you know, it kind of made it dramatic and fun. Yeah. I mean, the way that these are told are very engaging and, you know, the actors are, are really good at, you know, what, what they're doing, whether you understand what's happening or not. Like it's still very, Still very engaging. I didn't. I the, the rat catcher one wasn't my favorite, but um, I'm not gonna it, watch it again. That's for sure. I don't. I don't think I want to watch this one again. Um, um so well. funny. This one does not have any trivia as well, um, and I also don't see any plot keywords. So, 
It got a 6.6 um, out of 10. user rating. <laughs> yeah. 6.6. And then it's 319 on the popularity meter, whatever the thing is called. Um, yeah. yeah. We're, All we're, right. Well, we're, we should we're uh, really working take with, a break. with what we got, people, which isn't which isn't a lot. <laughs> no. Let's take a break now because okay. we're halfway through here. Yeah. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay. We are back. Um, let's talk about Poison, the other 17 minutes short. Um, sure. Before we talk about the last one, the longer, longest one. Um, yeah. This is the last one that I watched and... It was definitely unnerving. A man thinks that a snake has crawled up onto his stomach and it is a very poisonous and deadly snake. And so he has been lying still for hours thinking that the snake is asleep on his stomach. And so they get the doctor to come and give it some ether to try and put it to sleep. And when they peel back the covers, there's no snake. Yeah, there's there's no snake. Yeah, I my roommates were watching this one with me, and they're like, "Watch it be just like a shoelace or something." Or this guy just exactly so something else was there. Um, Would have been cool if there was actually a snake there, um, <laughs> but uh, this one was. I I was laughing a lot during this one, especially in the beginning, because I think the death, yeah the things the way that Dev Patel <laughs> would deliver yeah. his lines were so funny. <laughs> Like he's so good, yeah. um, even like even like Richard Iowate like delivering his lines are so good. Like they're just so funny. And <laughs> yeah, I was Benedict laughing a lot. Was, and Benedict was was really good. I didn't. So it was again kind of going back to the narrator. I felt like the way that especially in in the Ratcatcher, I didn't think Ray Fiennes was like doing what the narrator was saying. A lot of the times where in this one, like Dev Patel is, is explaining like, you know, oh, and then, and then his, his, the left side of his mouth starts to twitch. And then Benedict's like mouth is twitching. 
I just feel like, I don't know, for some reason, like, when the narrator was describing, like, Rafe just, like, wasn't doing it. And, like, I don't know if that mm-hmm. was just a choice or, um, but whatever. Yeah, it was, it was um, a choice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a choice. Um, but I thought Benedict was, was really funny, just laying there kind of slowly freaking out. Um, yeah. Getting very frustrated about this possible snake that's on his stomach. Yeah, and the doctor, you know, is a really tense moment, and the like Benny's character, Harry, like had just gone through an excruciating experience of thinking he was going to die, and then the doctor kind of just flippantly says, "You know, maybe you dreamt it up," and instead of kind of leaning into the like hilarity of it, he goes into instant like racist mode and like anger mode yeah and it's just like again like another version of maybe something that Roald Dahl has experienced you know where everything's fine when you're in another country like I think this one takes place in India or something it's like everything's good until somebody else you know doesn't you know they don't treat you the same as them and like early you know what I mean like and then you get that kind of racism that kind of explodes out of someone um it, you know yeah it's, the, it's the a it's a good says, short story yeah the summary says in india um of where this takes place is, is that what you said you you wanted to know yeah. this this yeah um so yeah it's kind of like funny as it's going on and then it kind of at the end is like the doctor is is treated badly you know um yeah, and just kind of so, like this shocking, like, oh, kind of ending, where it was like, okay, you know, thought this was just kind of a a lighthearted, funny mistake, but no, it it took a very... Took well, it a took very a poisonous turn. turn. <laughs> it took a very inappropriate turn. <laughs> yes. You know, oh, like, it's the, the poison in your heart of hate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Poison... Poison in, in more places than one. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say about yeah. this one. It was, uh, it had, it, it, you know, it, it just felt like sh- a shorter one because I think because it was just so tense, but um, it was the same. 17 minutes. Yeah, it did feel, it did feel a little shorter. And maybe that's just because it, it felt, it was very, yeah, like you said, like very intense and, Debatel was speaking his lines like really quickly where I feel like the narrators in the swan and their eye catcher were kind of kind of taking their time and talking a little bit slower. Debatel was like very like like he was very, very quick mm-hmm. um, delivering his lines, which also just kind of added to the humor of it. Um, but yeah. Um, Again, no, uh, one... no plot keywords for this one. Yeah, and this one has a 6.9 out of 10 IMDb rating and has a 1,907 popularity. Yeah, they're, so just, they're just increasing in popularity. That's so interesting. Um, I wonder, like, how does it get this? How does it get this, this data? So no, curious. I think that the lower the popularity number, the higher on the oh, list Oh, the higher the place it is. Yes. Oh, so, like, closer to like, number like one would be one. the most popular one. Right, um, right, right, right. Which, at the moment, is this 
game or something? This show called The Creator. Oh, director Gareth Edwards. Oh, he made Rogue One. Ooh. Oh, that's probably why. (laughs) When does this come out? Is this out? I I feel like I've I feel like I've seen an ad for this. Or what a is it on? Or something. I am literally like sidetracked right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Creator. I will we I want to watch this. The creator release date. Let's see. When you come out. It came out in September. Oh no. All right. The creator premiered at Fantastic Fest. Okay. Okay. In, so maybe it's not of, out yet. At the end of September. So maybe, yeah, it's not out yet. Okay. Poster looks legit. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So the last short film we have is The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. This one is 37 minutes. It's basically like a story in a story in a story as uh, Wes Anderson loves to do. Yes, that you know kind of, that kind of circles circles back on itself. Like it kind it kind of makes a full circle. Yep, it's it, this one again. All of these felt very Wes Andersony, obviously, but um, you know, it just kind of was amazing that these stories really vibe with Wes Anderson's storytelling. Um, you know, as himself or with Rowan Coppola. You know, it's kind of wild that they just, like, worked out really well like that, you know? Like, this whole kind of adding on to things. And in this case, it's, like, this kind of unremarkable rich British dude finds this uh, doctor's notebook that has this really extraordinary man who could see things without his eyes. Like, and he figures out how to replicate this and make millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> yes. Um, and kind of going back on what you said about these being, these being very, these being the most Wes Anderson that could ever Wes Anderson. Um, yeah. It almost makes me want like a Matilda movie or like a Willy Wonka movie, like directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> Like yeah, I'm now yeah so curious to to have to have those types of things. Like I would love to see that in the Wes Anderson style. Um, I feel like I kind of yes. dreamt it, but I I thought that there was going to be another James and the Giant Peach adaptation. Oh, I'm... or even actually a, another Charlie and the Chocolate Factory adaptation. I feel like there is. Yeah. Okay. When is that coming yeah. out? Christmas with uh with Timmy. Oh, well that's a different kind of I guess yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, but that's not real That's not really Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's about Wonka. So that's like a it's like a prequel. Oh. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> that, um, that's all. That's all I know. That's all, that's I know. all you know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's. I like this one a lot. This one was my favorite one. I think. Yeah, this one was really good. So we like we learned that Benedict's character. He's he's not just a rich man. He's like a rich kind of selfish man. Like he 
he doesn't marry because he doesn't want to share his money with anyone. He is just kind of a, a selfish rich person. And, and yes, while he's visiting someone, he comes across this, this notebook that teaches you how to see without your eyes. Um, or, or kind of how it spins a little bit. Cause like Ben, Ben Kingsley, he, um, he, he plays the guy who learned and like kind of, kind of detailed this out. Like he met the yogi who mm-hmm. like invented this. Um, mm-hmm. and then he in the kind middle of used of the it forest. for his, yeah, in the middle of the forest, I'm in the middle, middle of the jungle. And yeah. he kind of uses this for his traveling circus act where he, where he physically covers his eyes. Benedict's character kind of takes it a step further and like, learns to see through things like like yeah so it's like ben kingsley is just seeing what's in front of him w- with his eyes closed like ju- like just walking normally and walking it as if you can see everything but just with your eyes covered Benedict yeah is like using it to 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 cheat and gambling like to look look and, and see what a card is with it facing the other direction or at one point he sees into his own body and sees that he will he will die of a of a heart condition blood clot. yeah a blood clot yeah later in his life um so it kind of it kind of transforms into something else um as as benedict learns as benedict uh, henry sugar like learns to do this um and then he kind of learns to use that power for good he you know he after he goes out after he spends what did it say a year Three three years of like three or three diligent practice, uh, he can like do it, like super super well. Yeah, and he starts going to yeah. casinos and winning a shit ton of money, and he learns that you know money is and, isn't and changing everything. into different outfits, which was just the most delightful part of this whole yes. movie. That was so good. It was so good. <laughs> Loved it. And that and that block they were using that was painted to look like all the different floors, so it looked like they're they're uh, floating. Was... It was like it had a a mirror on one side of it, and you can even see it in the poster. That's the yeah. kind of like aspects of these short films that are just props, and you're supposed to just use your own very staged. imagination. Yeah, like a stage. Yeah, yeah. so it's cute. Yeah. Um, you know, and also sometimes the characters and the actors, like, who are the narrators kind of have a hard time speaking to to you, the audience, because they're distracted by something. Um, that's that's often pretty common in a lot of Wes Anderson movies, including Asteroid City, when we had, you know, the narrator, Brian Cranston, kind of, like, popping in and saying things. And, like, when things get messed up or something, it's like it throws you off and it throws the narrator off. And it throws the watcher off because they're like, what is that person doing here? This is not, they're not in this part of the story within the story within the story, you know, like, um, yeah, it's just like, (laughs) it's just like so fun and fanciful. Um, and this one did have a nice ending as well with him just raising, you know, like millions and millions of dollars for orphanages and hospitals and stuff. Um, so that was nice. Yeah, and it kind of starts out with Roald Dahl being the narrator, and then it kind of just switches over 
to Benedict, I think, being the narrator. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, because there's just like a switch off. Like once he finds the book, it kind of just completely changes over to Benedict being the narrator and and the star of, you know, and the, the focal point of, of this situation happening too. Um, but yeah, I really yeah. liked this one. I thought it was really enjoyable and fun um, and the story was really nice and well-rounded. Um, it was very funny hearing Benedict do all of his amazing impressions and accents. <laughs> yeah. It was, I, it love, I love, I love Ben, you know, so good. He, yeah, just, I love, I mean, I love Benny. He can do no wrong in my eyes. I love him so much. Um, uh, this movie was in the, um, Venice Biennial this year. Um, which is a oh. very highly respected film uh, festival. Yeah. And it it is the only one that has a meta score. <laughs> so I, it also yeah, has... Yeah, so now we can, do, we can do our jobs. <laughs> yeah, it has a little bit of trivia. Um, it's a Wes Anderson and Ray Fiennes' first co- collaboration since Grand Budapest Hotel. Aw, Reunion. Yeah, and it reunites Ray Fiennes and Ben Kingsley after 30 years from Schindler's List. Oh. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That is... That's a while. <laughs> yeah. <Is> it? <laughs> yeah, 30 years <laughs> is a long time to not work with another yeah. guy like that's also like a <laughs> British actor. <laughs> that's a know. long time. I mean, I'm sure they uh, cross paths. You know, it says out, out for tea. <laughs> yeah, out for tea. <laughs> they probably see each other a lot. Yeah, actually. Um, you know, it says they're probably neighbors. At fifty pounds a night, or eighteen point two five pound million pounds a year, it would take just over thirty-five years to accrue six hundred forty-four million pounds. Oh my gosh! Was that in the trivia? Yes. I didn't oh, just wow. pull that out of my head, dude. Well, I mean, if you did, that would have been quite <laughs> amazing. Wow. The quotes, the uh, quote this, one this on one here. This one does have plot keywords. It does. Uh, yeah. I was just going to read this this quote real quick because it's, it's funny. Um, Henry says, I didn't do anything illegal, did I? The policeman says, illegal? You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot yes. for throwing off all of the the money off of the roof and just causing a riot downstairs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This was so crazy. Okay. Do you want to read right. the plot keywords then? Yes. I've been dying to read some. <laughs> Character name and title. Talking to the camera. Quirky comedy. Eyesight. Money. There you go. Oh wow, that actually was pretty That's good. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> That's perfect. That sums it up, dude. It does. Um, this movie got this short film got an eighty-four meta score with twenty-five positive, three mixed, and zero negative reviews, and got uh, two one hundredths. And the lowest it got was a sixty from the Guardian, the Guardian, and Time Out. So you can pick which sixty you'd like to read. <laughs> Ooh boy, so many <laughs> options. 
Okay, let's see. Um, uh, I'll do the timeout one. Um, unfortunately, it's 39 minutes unfold in such motor mouth haste. It feels like a dad belting through a bedtime story while the football's on downstairs. Oh, oh come on. That is... It is a really good bedtime story. I will I will give it that. Um, definitely sweet in that way, but that is just a mean... That, that, that just completely ignores the artistry of, of this short film. Yeah, I liked how this was being delivered. I thought it would... Like, I, I did have to slow down a little bit. Um, like, you really gotta pay attention. I was like, oh god. Like, there's just a lot of... Ha there's a lot happening. Um... And then with the visuals as well, there was a kind of a lot going on. But um, but no, I I liked I liked the faster paced um, delivery. Like I thought it was more engaging. Uh, here's a question for you: um, Which sure. of these four shorts do you think will get nominated for an Oscar this year for best live action short? Um, um the Henry Sugar one. Yeah, it seems to be the most. Yeah produced one i would say also a close second would be the swan it's also number eight on the popularity scale which is <laughs> those oscar people love that that's a big deal mm -hmm. out of out of 69 weirdly so i don't know what list this is a part of <laughs> i don't know either i don't I don't know how that works. I don't even want to. I don't even want to know. We're giving you guys this data that we don't even fully understand. So I mean, take it, take it however you wish. <laughs> take it as. Um, I'm gonna read the 80 little white lies. It says, "For devotees, it's a delightful little morsel, lovingly brought to life as only Anderson knows how, and illustrates his creativity when it comes to adaptation." Very nice. That is very nice. Um, do you want to yeah. read one of the 100s? Oh, 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 let's see. One, two, only two. Okay, here we go. I'm going to pick one. Um, let's read more. It's, is, is the blurb longer? Oh. What? What? Do you want me to read? Because so I don't have any under 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 the Los Angeles Times one, it says read more. I, I think it just, it's just not, it's just oh. not showing me the, the entire blurb. Um, I'll read the Los Angeles Times one. <laughs> um, Anderson's movies have always proposed, sometimes ingenuously, sometimes exhaustingly, always sincerely, that we might benefit from looking at, at the world from a fresh vantage. And so it is with the wonderful world of Henry Sugar, in which a revolutionary new way of seeing holds the key to an altogether deeper transformation. That is very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, that right. uh, this was a, a nice episode, Emily. Glad we discovered these, and uh, they just came out. So go watch them. Yeah, yeah. These were these were a joy to watch. I had a very good time watching them and talking to them with you, Alessandra. Me too. All right. I think that's all we have to say about the four short films. Uh, Wes Anderson has directed all on Netflix. So go check them out under the Roll Doll collection. That's a collection now on Netflix, if you didn't know. Nice. Nice. Um, and uh, if you enjoy this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and IMDb. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. 
you want to email us, please email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to follow our social media, we have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. And we have merch. So please check that out. But thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.